buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Uh, I come to you from Punta Gorda, Florida, and Gary, of course, comes to you still from the Twin Ports. So uh, good afternoon and welcome. And Gary, how are you today? Jim, we're doing real good up here. There's a lot of uh, real estate news that's been breaking up here in the Twin Ports. You know, we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, but uh, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. <clears throat> and, we, and then we also have a couple of new listings and these listings aren't ours but they're kind of setting a standard you know for for pricing and we'll talk about those a little bit later on in the show but i know we want to get to a pretty hot topic and something we've been dealing with for many years up here and it's starting to come out in the uh, the news now and that is lead water lines in some right. of the housing stock in um, in the duluth market and so you know, we've been dealing we deal with this stuff, Jim, on a regular basis. I mean, you know, when you deal with things like asbestos on on the heat pipes and we deal with the the lead-based paint hazards that we've been dealing with for, you know, probably 20 years now. Uh and we got a new one that's going to be coming down the pike and and it's it's the lead levels in our water lines and some of the water lines in some of the housing stocks and some of the housing primarily built Previous to 1930, um, they have lead water lines from the street to the house, and right. and you know this is something that that we I don't I don't know about the majority of the agents, but I, I I've certainly disclosed to people because because they're easy it's easy to tell if there's a lead water line, and I think it it raises people's awareness about it, but I think really one of the big things, Jim, it is. People that are mo- moving into this area that have never lived here, mm-hmm. yes, you start mentioning asbestos on pipes and houses and lead water lines, and then and then you top that off with the lead-based paint stuff. People kind of like <laughs> roll their eyes at some of this stuff. So uh, it's good to see that the city is is um, you know making the awareness of it. But I think this is a, a federal government issue that they're trying to. Uh, um, you know, at some point that they're going to, we want to eliminate these lead water lines. And so is it a big problem up here in terms of like, are we aware of people, you know, becoming poisoned with lead by this thing and just having the conversation nowadays, I think is a good thing. Yeah. I think to have the conversation is a great thing. I, and the other thing, so they're, they're looking for funding. I, I just wonder if they've looked into, um, you know any of the pandemic funding because the money that that comes out of that uh, that goes to the states, which is being handed down to the communities, it it has to be health related, or at least that's what I understood. Um, I wonder if they could apply to uh, receive a grant uh, from there. But anyway, yeah, this article is very interesting, and um, in I, I would say that this is what's going on in Duluth for sure. The levels of lead pipes are probably the same in superior um, as far as percentages go as how many there are. And I, I think the other thing should, 
that people should remember is that when when we see these, you know, if it's a waterline break or something, um, um, usually when those are repaired, they don't repair the whole thing, right, Gary? I mean, they repair the break. Um, they put a pipe in there with a boot on each end in order to connect things. And this is this would be a serious undertaking for those households that get their lines replaced. Well, I think, you know, what, however they've been doing it versus what they're going to do with it is is something that I think we're all, we're all going to learn. But but in that, on the Duluth side of the bridge, Jim, you're talking basically, according to the article in the News Tribune, roughly 18% of the city's residential um, housing has these lead water lines. And right. with these new testing standards that are going to go into effect in 2024 – if they apply those right now, you know, um, there's probably um, they have a of it, it's listed as thirty one point seven parts per billion. That uh, uh, is a not a fairly high number, but in any event, they they um, uh, were not dealing with that particular test standard at this point in time, but we're going to be as we get into 2024. And uh, what, right. what are they going to do about it? What are people going to do about it? And, and it's one of those things where I simply say to myself, I said, you know, this is a good thing. This, this, there's nothing wrong with this. But it's like, hey, we just dug up the yards for the sewer lateral lines. <laughs> I mean, exactly. now we're going to dig them up again for the lead water lines. Why can't we just, you know take care of this all at once i mean if you're going to dig up um the you know you know the house and the, and your yard and stuff like that to replace the sewer lateral line why don't you just do uh, a lead water line if you if you have one and so um i think it's a good thing but i also think it's it's something that just a lot of people aren't aware of and when you point this stuff out to people jim they're like what a lead water line, is it safe to drink right. the water in the house? And I think for the most part, as long as you're running your water and you're flushing out the water that sits in these pipes, you know, I think they take these tests. I know they take these tests first thing in the morning. They can't, you can't run the water through the lines. They have to take the sample before, after the water has sat overnight and, um, you know, before you start running it. And so it's, it's, you don't want to drink the water after just turning it on. Let your water run and mm-hmm. let it, you yep. know, you, how it gets cold and cools off, you know, then then you can take it. And and I'm certainly not aware of any, any health hazards that anybody, you know, has been poisoned, you know, by lead locally here. We, we just really don't hear about it. So um, I don't think it's a, a widespread problem, but I think the awareness of this thing at this point, Jim, is really a great thing, and hopefully they will... Uh, begin to update, upgrade these lines, you know, and, and go to the more more traditional uh, copper lines now. Uh, and you 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 see that in houses where people have already done it. Some people have eliminated, the, eliminated these these lead water lines already. And so, um, reducing the amount that we have, I think, is just a really good thing. Well, and I, some of the suggestions here are quite interesting. Um, so it was. Um the the city water person uh his last name is benning i'm trying to find his first jim name, benning but is his name jim benning okay there you go um there are a couple of things he says that you could do uh one of them which was suggested taking a shower before brushing your teeth and i am assuming that is um what you're talking about there with the flushing flushing of the water out so that uh 
when you um, brush your teeth, you're not you're not getting that um, the, any concentrations of lead. But another thing that was interesting, it says um, they're going to give a credit. They're working on a credit. So residents that had lead service lines will not be charged for water they have bled from their pipes in the morning. And just reading that, I would think that would just mean they're going to give them a number of gallons credit per day, I guess. Wouldn't you think? There's, there's no way they could probably monitor that. Uh, well, I think they just, can monitor it's specific to any house. They know the houses that have these lead water oh, lines. Yeah, I, I mean, that. they've already targeted them. Yep. So I think they're able to identify that and, and provide a credit. Uh, for but that's what I'm saying. What is the credit going to be? How are they? Are they? It's got to be just a number of gallons that they're going to give them a credit off of daily or something. I would think. Well, they th- they have a usage. I mean, there's meters. They they meter sure. the, the water meter, and and I would imagine above above your typical usage uh, rate that you have, they would give you some type of a credit. That would that would seem to make sense. Anything above and beyond right. that. So, um, uh, and that's a great that's a good thing too. You know. Yep. Yep, I think that it's, um, uh, we're, we're very famous for the great tasting water uh, in the area. And uh, you certainly don't want that to be uh, any kind of a subject locally, especially in the real estate market and, and, and you know, the health market of, of the city. Um, but it is, no, it is no secret that we, you know, I think that we have a high level of uh, cancer in in the area and anything they can anything they can do to eliminate possible causes of that would be would be a wonderful uh, welcome thing for the twin ports Jim we got uh, about a minute left and I want to remind everybody is that today that we have an abbreviated show the twins will be on at uh, one o'clock so we're only on for 30 minutes today and uh, folks if you want to reach me for any real estate needs up here in the Twin Ports I'm at 218-390-0615 and Mr. Ronding yep and like I said I'm in Punta Gorda Florida which is very close to Fort Myers I work kind of the surrounding area and I've still got my my um, local number which is 218-348-7653 and I guess Gary right here we'll just go ahead and take a break uh, folks you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM and uh, Jim and Gary will be right back Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from Remax. And all right, Gary, let's move on to, uh, well, let's let's continue on this subject um, only in a, in a different way. Well, lead, Jim, is a big yeah, issue. Lead. And, yeah. you know, remember 20 years ago, the federal government mandated that pe- the awareness of lead-based paint in properties. In any property exactly. that was built prior to 1978 had potentially lead-based paint hazards in them. And, and, and so we... We, as the real estate community, were charged with making people aware of that. And I think one of the biggest issues, and I think it's more important than the, than the lead water lines, is if you're buying a house that was built prior to 1978, some of the, the old housing stock that we have, and you're going to go in there and you're going to start renovating this house, and you have young toddlers, and you're going to live in the house while you renovate it, you know, you got a construction zone, I think you're putting your kids at a much higher level of risk by ingesting the particles that get suspended when you start demoing these houses, then you're dealing with with any lead water lines. And I, so I think that those are, are things that are much more important when it comes to lead-based paint hazards. And a lot of people don't realize this. You know, So if you, you're going to buy one of these old houses and you go in and you start busting out walls and tearing things apart and you've got all this dust that's you know suspended in the air, you are potentially breathing in these lead-based 
paint hazards. And really the issue, Jim, is with toddlers. When you have young kids and their their right. arms are, organs aren't developed, their brains aren't developed, this is really where you run the risk of like damaging these young kids. So you really have to be aware of that. You know, and I think that it's very easy for um, if you've ever worked on a house before, an older house, uh, and, and it does involve any dust, um, if, you, if you've worked at it by how dirty you are, from what's on your skin and, and what maybe you cough up or, or, or uh, you know, if you go to clear your nose, what they, I mean, it, it's very obvious that your body is at work trying to expel all this kind of dust and uh, things that, that come out. And uh, yeah, so uh, that was very dawning on me too. I started wearing a mask uh, whenever I would renovate just to try not to get as much into my lungs as, as was going to. So yeah, great, great, great ideas. Jim, I know we've got an abbreviated show today, and uh, there were a couple new listings that hit the market in in the Duluth area this week. They're not our listings, but they're starting to set a precedent and set a standard for value. And the one of them that hit the market, on, I believe it was Tuesday of this week, just floored me when I looked at the price. And it was $2.5 million, Jim. $2.5 million to hit the market on. And I'm like, we've, we've never had that in our marketplace for a residential house. You know, I recall back maybe 15, 20 years ago, there was a house, I think it was the old uh, Mickey Pellucci's house uh, on East Superior Street. And I think that sold for right. maybe like right around $2 million, 1.9, 2.1, some, somewhere right in there. But $2.5 million is just, it's staggering. And this is a house that's on Park Point. Again, it's not our listing. But I wanted to mention it because it's if it sells, it's simply going to set the standard, a new value standard in, in Duluth. And then there was another one that hit the market on Thursday. And uh, this is uh, hit the market at $1.7 million. And uh, this is a property is that is on West Skyline Parkway. And you look at through the pictures of these properties, and the one on West Skyline, absolutely stunning views. You're just not going to get better views. This sits above uh, Skyline up on, in the Observation Hill area. And I, I think it's one of these original houses that they built back in the in the early 70s uh, on, on this West Skyline area up there. And so um, seeing these values, Jim, in the Twin Ports, what does that say to you? It uh, everything's changing. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what it says. It's just like values are going nuts. Gary, I have a my little development down here. <clears throat> These aren't the same numbers, but this is just <clears throat> what I wanted to uh, bring up about this. Is uh, so this this development is probably like thirty five years old, and um, there was a there was a listing that just sold for $597,000 in cash. And that, that definitely is the highest price that's ever happened in, in this development. And that's happening um, all over the place. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's happening. New precedences are being, uh, are being um, um, come up with. But here's one of the issues I know up here anyways. Let's say you get a buyer. How are you going right. to appraise this? I, I had a very specific conversation with a, an appraiser within the last couple of months asking him about these maximum values and, and what they're thinking about. And basically he said to me is, well, if we don't have the comps to support these, these multi-million dollar values, you know, what are we going to do? He said, you better hope the buyers have cash. Right. You know, yep. because we're, we can only go by what we have to compare it with. And so if, if, if our, th- High watermark threshold in Duluth is say 1.2 million right now. 
um, how are you going to appraise a house for two point five million? How are you going to appraise a house for one point seven million? Because we just don't right. have the comparables. So, whoever buys these houses, they're going to have to have some cash reserve somewhere because you're going to be able to get it appraised for what we have. But more than likely, you're going to have to make up the difference uh, in cash if you want to buy it. Yeah, and I would just tell you this: that 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 happens quite a bit. Um... It, where new precedents are, are are reached by cash buyers, and then all of a sudden there are comparable properties for other similar properties, and 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 that's how it all works, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm just filtering through one of these listings that you mentioned, the one that's got the big view, and wow, it is a beautiful place and and spectacular view, like like uh, very very unique. Well, so, the other thing too, Jim, is we have more million dollar sales in the Twin Ports this year than I've ever seen. We have more actual sales and we have more listings. And these these properties are hitting the market and people are buying them. Now, not every one of them sells, but the fact that we're selling right. these million-dollar properties, uh, you know, when it comes to the tune of, say, more than one or two per year or more than one or two every four years, you know, when you right. sell five or six million-dollar homes in Duluth, in a given year, that's pretty amazing. And 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 quite frankly, Jim, I think that we're we're just really at the beginning of this potential boom in this upper end market. Because listen, when they finish this uh, essential medical campus, you got to remember they don't have that staffed yet, and they're not going to be able to start staffing that thing for at least the next year to year and a half. And once they yep. do that. I think you're going to see the potential for these million-dollar-plus properties just really stabilize, and I think you're going to see more of them. Yep, I, I think that uh, the area is one that is going to continue to uh, perform well, um, regardless of the economy and comparatively speaking to the rest of the economy, because of you know global warming and um, you know the, the the ability of people to work from home and they can live where it's beautiful. And then obviously, what you were just talking about. When they build these vast medical campuses like that, all the employees and things that are going to be coming with it are amazing. And that's just going to drive the housing uh, market um, even even further up. Yeah. And Jim, we got about a minute left in this segment here. But uh, I, I think that the Twin Ports is looking real good as a market. And the other thing that I want to say, Jim, is when you look at Superior you, across the bridge, I have I, I'm really starting to get floored about the number of people that have started looking in Duluth but but are now beginning to look across the bridge in Superior. And right. they're finding value over there, you know, the entry level. And they're finding less competition. And so we're getting people that are moving into this area that don't have any uh, stigma about the Twin Porch, you know, like the locals. Right. And they right. don't necessarily care. Duluth, Superior, whatever. I want to buy a house, you know, and I want a reasonably priced house. I don't want to be in competition. Yep. And so – there you go. We got about twenty seconds. So, folks, okay. uh, thanks for joining us this weekend, Jim and Gary. We've been you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL six ten, and uh, we'll be back for a full hour next Saturday.